You're tuned in to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, July 24th. I'm Donald Ware. Yesterday had a chance to talk with Eric Dooley, the head football coach at Prairie View a and actually talked with him at SWAC Media Day, but we had a chance to preview the Prairie View a and Panthers. Today we're looking at the Arkansas Pine Bluff Golden Lions. Only one win, 1-10 in 2018. But I think not only is this going to be an improved football team, I think it's going to be um, one of the better teams in the most improved team, perhaps the most improved team in the SWAC in 2019. They have a running back who's a little bit underrated. And it's hard to, you know, it's hard to imagine a guy being underrated who rushes for over 1,200 yards. But Taylor Porter is, in fact, underrated. I think he's going to have an even better season in 2019. And I think Arkansas Palm Bluff's going to surprise a lot of people. Let's go to break. Let's come back. You're going to hear from Cedric Thomas, the head football coach at Arkansas Pine Bluff. You're locked in to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on the Box to Row Sports Network. Box to Row.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Row.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Row.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches' bowls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row. The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. This is Michael Vick. Hi, this is Layla Ali. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Skylar Diggins. Hey, it's Alex Morgan with the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused, and I was really um, ready and serious and just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant, radio. In his second season as the head football coach at Arkansas Pine Bluff is Cedric Thomas, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast at SWAC Media Day. And uh, Coach Thomas, just want to kind of get your thoughts uh, on 2018. You know, really excited, you know, um, coming out the, you know, Tech Southern game. We had a great spring, you know, got a, got a new spring coach, Rashad Harris, and, you know, he's implementing, you know, the, the summer workouts. You know, it's really been great. You know, first time in school history, we got every scholarship kid in, you know, for the second summer session. So to get to see the kids, you know, start to get acclimated, you know, to, to um, summer conditioning has been great. Um, you know, academically, you know, we did a great job with, you know, over 20 kids uh, with 3.5 GPAs and 10 um with, with over 3.0, so we're excited about all the facets, um, you know, and did a lot of community projects with the with the weather. So all the components in which this mission and, and, and vision is, is built upon, you know, we're seeing it, you know, light years go ahead. And so we're excited about coming into the season, um, you know, a lot of returners, you know. Um, last year this time we only had one preseason all-conference kid, and now we're sitting here with about, you know, three or four. So um, you can see improvement in every every facet, every component of running the program. And so we're excited to take that next step and come on the, the other end on some of these uh, tight games we had last year. 
Yeah, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people know because you look at the record, right, and it's 2-9. and nine, But you guys averaged almost 426 yards of total offense last year. But I want to be specific in this. What was the difference? Why was the second half of the season, even though you only won one game, there was a vast difference. You won a lot of close games. You know, just the mindset. You know, um, you talking about you taking over a program and we learning each other, learning the kids. And then, you know, we had a lot of kids that didn't buy in. You know, and, and, and the coaching staff, we got together and just said, hey, let's let's play, take our bumps and bruises with these freshmen because we know these freshmen are, are turning to sophomores. And you look at Mark Evan, a true freshman left tackle to start every game on the offensive line and gave up 10 sacks. DeWan Miller's, a, you know, academic All-American, athletic All-American as a true freshman. You bring in Taylor Porter, you know, as a, as a, as a um, junior college transfer running back. So, you know, those guys start to believe and, and buy in, and we just we just put the babies out there and let them grow up. And we took some bumps and bruises, but, hey, them guys returning now, and they got, you know, sophomore, junior, you know, reps. So we're excited about that part. And defensively, you know, I'll be more hands-on, me and Coach Bradley, and the implementation of, you know, our defensive structure and Jalen Stewart, you know, will hold us down defensively. So we're excited just about the overall process of where we headed, you know, coming into the, to the 19th season. I think, I mean, it, it's, you know, Taylor Porter, let, let's start with him because I think that he went a, just a little bit under a little bit under the radar, probably not getting the recognition that he deserves. And I believe that by the time the season is over, he's going to be the conference player of the year. In excess of 1,200 yards rushing last year, phenomenal player. How did you get him? What did you see in him? And talk about um, how much better you think he can be in 2019. You know, we kind of had Tate on our, on our radar as we transitioned, you know, um, you know, to UAPB. And when I brought the co- coaching staff in, you know, um, a lot of coaches kind of had um, some dibs on him. He had Florida ties, and we know that's a great recruiting base, but he was out in New York, you know, at ASA. Um, and so we had a chance to bring him in on a visit late. And um, he, he liked it. He saw everything. And then, you know, he, he invested in us when we talked to – he was big on family. And when we called and talked to his mom and told him about the recruiting process, none of the other schools was doing it. And he basically just fell in our lap. And when he got here from day one, he's just been working, um, you know, being great, being unselfish, being, a, you know, a, a great uh, me um, and we guy. Um, you know, so we're we, we, we excited to have him as a foundational structure, you know, for us. But, you know, you're talking about 1,200 yards and, and – and, and he missed three games, you know, and I've been, I've seen the Aaron Bakers, I've seen the the, the Lance Turners, I've seen the, the Darren Rags digs, and he's right up there with them, and also the Martez Carters. So, you know, um, like you said, I thought he did get overlooked, but, hey, I know he'll be the face of the program and also the league, you know, um, barring, you know, staying healthy. And then with Keyshawn um, Williams returning, who was all-conference kid two years ago, that's to take some of that load off of Taylor. You know, you look at three weeks of the season, he had, you know, um, almost 90 carries in three games, and, and that's a lot, and we want to take some of that off him. Quarterback, what, what does that look like? I know you had an you know injury there last year. I mean, if the season starts today, who's your guy? If we started today, you know, Skylar Perry will take the nod um, only because, you know, he finished the season and, you know, but Shannon Patrick's right there, you know, and I think Shannon will play, you know, probably the third series. You know, Shannon Patrick was leading the nation in, um, you know, yardage, you know, until he got hurt. Um, but those guys competing on a, on a high level. Um, you know, they did a great job this spring, uh, just the implementation of, you know, Coach Gale's offense and those guys second go around in it. And, you know, but um, if, if, if we played today, Skylar started off, but it ain't no doubt, you know, Shannon will come in and, and he'll play. Receiver, man, I mean, you look at Dewan Miller coming back, 801 yards receiving. Josh Wilkes averaged like 27 yards of reception, something like that. Talk about those two guys. Um, I mean, this offense could hit. Uh, I mean, you averaged 426 yards last year. No telling with the experience now what your offense can average this year. You know, Coach Gales, you know, I mean, he, he does a great job. That whole offensive staff has done a great job of just having those guys to be about we. 
Um, but you talking about two, you know, Josh Wilkes is one of the better wild outs, you know, in any league. You know, you can put this kid in the Pac-10, the ACC, and he'll stand with his own. And, and, and the young pup, you know, when Josh went down, did a great job of just growing up, maturing fast. And, you know, that's what we had to do, um, just, you know, bringing some of the younger guys in. But, you know, but you sit there and now we got, you know, Harry Ballard III, who's a Missouri transfer that, you know, that's big time, and, and Tyron Ralph and Kobe McNeil, who played every game, started every game for us last year. So those guys got a lot of weapons, and you know, with you know, four starters returning um, on the offensive line, th those guys are primed and ready. And I just told Coach, hey, let's take it to, you know, level 800. You know, I want them to process a lot of information. I want those guys to be able to get us out of a lot of problems with some, you know, check with me and some no huddle stuff. You know what I'm saying? And if they continue to do that and continue to believe in each other, and which I know they will, and have an unselfish spirit, you know, those guys can easily lead this league and total the offense. Jalen Stewart's an absolute stud at defensive end. You're talking about seven sacks. You're talking about 16 tackles for loss. 70 tackles from the defensive end position is very good. Um, but the defense did struggle uh, uh, last year. So, you know, how do you plan on fixing that and talk about how much Stewart's going to be a huge part uh, in the anchor of that at least defensive line? Well, you know, first, you know, I'm, you know I'm, that's my that's my background, you know, and, and I'm, I'm shameful that I allow it to get as such as it did last year. But, you know, we kind of came back in and just threw it all in the garbage. And now I'm, I'm laying the format in which I want to see, you know, me and brought Coach Bradley in from North Carolina Central and he'll kind of co-coordinate with me. But, you know, I'm going to lay the foundation down as far as what we're doing and, and having giving these kids the why that, you know, um, and, and why they're doing it. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing with a lot of the big plays and, um, you know, kids didn't understand, you know, what, what was asked of them from a defensive structural standpoint. And we're going to go back to the basic, and I'm going I'm to lay the foundation and have my handprint on it. And, and also, um, you know, we got better players. You know, you're talking about Sean Steele, who started every game, who's returning. You got um, Henry Murphy, who's a Virginia Tech transfer, that's, you know, going to play one of the corners. So we're excited. You know, Coach Quinn did a great job of going out get junior college kids for that secondary. But that product, I promise you, won't, won't nearby look like it was last year. Um how what does it mean to you as an as an alum um to be able to lead this university uh i mean it, it's you know if you look on paper in 2019 and you and i were talking before this it's like uh, a lot of people may be overlooking your program but i mean if you look if you know football you know that this is going to be a good program so what does it mean to be able to lead this program the excitement maybe at uh at, at pine bluff knowing that 2019 uh, looks like it's going to be a good year. You know, it means everything. Just to see these young brothers be able to walk different and talk different and, and have a sense of pride about, you know, um, the institution, you know, and, and, and administration being able to put all the things in place for us to be successful. It means everything to us because we know once football over, these guys got to go out in society and they got to understand that my, my degree is, is just as good as, you know, Florida, Georgia, California, and all, you know, anywhere in America. And I think that's what we're doing, just the implementation of just from a st pride standpoint and that we are good enough, you are good enough, you know, you just got to do the things you're supposed to do. Don't complain and whine about the have-nots and just roll your sleeves up and get it done. And if we do that, you know, outside of football, we'll be successful. But we know most definitely on that football field, um, a lot of Saturday nights about 11 o'clock, we'll know, hey, that we did everything we're supposed to do. And um, that numerical will be higher on our end. Last thought. Um, it's, it's a good thing. I mean, your schedule is a good schedule. I mean, TCU is a money game. You know, you look at Tennessee State, that's a, that's a good game lane for homecoming. 
But that middle of the season, when you got four straight home games, one of those games being against Lane, and then three, um, at least three conference opponents, can you talk about that and and how important it is for you to do well, especially in that stretch? It's going to be huge, you know, because you know, starting off, everybody's excited, you know, about it, and then you know, you got to just maintain it and make sure you don't get too high and don't get too low if you drop one or if you're having some success. So it's always that median of just staying even keel. And, um, you know, my kids, you know, they, they got all the motivation in the world. So we don't need, you know, because it's Grambling to get up or it's Prairie View or if it's Southern, you know, we, hey, we got beat 90-6 last year. So just for us to have an opportunity to go out and play this great game again is motivation for us. So, you know, we're excited about that, um, that, that stretch, you know, but we knowing that, hey, starting out with TCU and A&M, you know, it's going to kind of lay the foundation for that going forward. But we're excited about that, that, uh, that meat of the schedule. Okay. Thank you, Coach, and good luck in 2019. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. I really enjoyed talking with Cedric Thomas. He's one of the realer coaches, more realer coaches that I've ever had a chance to talk with. He speaks his mind. He tells it like it is. If it's not good, he'll say as much. If it is good, he'll give some credit. So really enjoyed talking with Cedric Thomas. On tomorrow, we wrap up the SWAC's Western Division, and we're going to take a look at the Texas Southern Tigers. Don't keep the HBCU Football Daily Podcast a secret. Tell someone, tell a couple of people about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. They can either download the podcasts or listen to them directly on our website, boxtorow.com. Talk with you tomorrow. Just something about the way she moved. I can't figure it out. It's something about her. Something about kind of woman that wants you but don't need